This is Tatooine Sons, a proud member of the Star Wars Commonwealth Podcast Network. Be sure to listen to the galaxy's greatest Star Wars podcasts, including Talk Star Wars, Tumbling Sabres Podcast, Generation X-Wing, Rogue Squadron Podcast, Skyhoppers Podcast, The Nerd Room, San Diego Sabres Radio Podcast, and Less Than 12 Parsecs Podcast. Visit StarWarsCommonwealth.com and take your first step into a larger world. Welcome, Star Wars fans. It's episode 33 of Tatooine Sons. This week, my dad will try to convince me and Samuel the Hutt that we should buy a Derelo. Plus, the latest issue of the Darth Vader comic is out, and it's the best I've ever read. Plus, Samuel the Hutt will lead the conversation about forces of destiny. I feel the conflict in you. It's tearing you apart. It's time for Tatooine Sons. The Force is strong in my family. I am your father. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Welcome, Star Wars fans. This is Tatooine Sons, your weekly look into all things Star Wars. From the unique perspective of a father sharing his love for the amazing space fantasy saga with his two sons. I am BB Nate, and I'm joined first by my brother, Samuel the Hutt. Uh, shoot the Star Wars fans, thanks for tuning in, and if you're not a Star Wars fan, uh, then you're missing out on some pretty good web series. Oh, web see, series. See where I'm going with that? Maybe, maybe it could be the small screen stuff with Samuel the Hutt? Is yeah. That, is that... Wink, wink. Wink, wink. Or maybe the comic book update with BB Nate? Mm. Not so much? Nah. You don't think so? <laughs> He's the one that gets more views than you. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and of course you can have Star Wars without... Was our father figures. So on that note, here's my dad, the Botai July guy. I'm thinking you guys might be considering me more bizarre this week than other weeks. Yep. Because I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a path. It's um, gonna go that down that the rabbit may, hole. May forever dominate my destiny. Jeez. Um, don't 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 mess with the pages. We're gonna go there in a minute. Don't. You're good, BB Nate. So. So it's been a good week for, for our podcast. Well, I mean, as far as like our Twitter stuff, it's been going. Yeah. We had over 200 new followers on Twitter this week. Wow. That's amazing. So what do you guys think about that? I don't see how it should be any other way. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> we try to be you know, keep things pretty positive. Yeah. No, that's cool. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> awesome. What we could really use from everybody, though, yeah. is a little bit more of a Patreon plug because um, there's all these things we want to do with the show mm-hmm. um, at Celebration and Comic-Con coming up next week, which we're going to talk about in a second. And uh, it costs money to do them. So if you're a listener and you appreciate family-friendly, positive Star Wars content, um, we would ask you to... Um, maybe shift your support if you've been a supporter of a, 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 a Star Wars podcast that it will go unnamed um, that has seen a significant decrease in its <laughs> listenership. It's well, its Twitter is no longer there, um, its Instagram is no longer there, um, and their Patreon support has gone down dramatically. If you happen to be listening to us and you were a supporter of another podcast that you've ceased to support because of their maybe less than positive. 
um, approach towards Star Wars, we would greatly appreciate a dollar, two dollars, five dollars support. That would be awesome. What were you going to say, BB Nate? Nothing. BB Nate's over there being silly. So it's Friday night for us. We normally record on Saturday mornings when we can, but tomorrow's busy. We got a lot going on. Busy. So uh, we're going to record tonight, get this thing uploaded tonight. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's uploading tonight? Well, it'll be ready to go tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, it'll be cool. It'll, it'll go live tomorrow. Cool. Morning, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then the next part, what? The, the next news that we're about to go to. What news? Oh, on. there's something else happening. Yeah, I was getting ready to go into the poll. I'd forgotten. What else yeah, are we doing? How do you? So, so we got. So okay. you guys might know um, who's Sean Steele or Steele Saunders. I don't know why I want to call him Sean Steele. I don't know why. It sounds cool. Is it a good name? Because you got a tweet by Sean. I did get a tweet by Sean earlier, and a different guy. And so that's got in my it's, head. It's just getting mixed up? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Um, Steel Saunders. Uh, Steel Wars. Uh, he's yeah. the one that came up with... Um, your Snoke Theory Sucks? Your Snoke Theory Sucks, yeah. And uh, they're pretty big, too. They, yeah, they're great. They have a podcast, right? And they're, they have a podcast. Big. He does yeah. comedy shows. Oh, he does um, comedy shows? Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, his comedy shows are definitely not family-friendly <laughs> as far as, like, he uses... Language that we probably wouldn't approve of around our dinner table. Yeah, um, and his podcast is that way too. But that's okay to each his that's own. His it's thing. not. It's not for families. It's not for kids. But he is a very positive Star Wars guy, and he um, has been a huge supporter um, of us over the past few months. And this week, he sent me a message, a direct message on Twitter, and invited us to participate in something at San Diego Comic Con. Happy. I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to press for this tonight. Because Turvis is awesome. Turvis is awesome. Um, well, I guess we should, yeah, we're going to have make Turvis Cannon shirts on while we're, we're down be there. throwing so. stickers around like and crazy. And stickers like crazy, yeah. So I guess we could talk about Turvis with this. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's going to be a meetup at the... Was it is a Star Wars creators meetup? Is that yeah, what Yeah, YouTubers, podcasters, yeah. web creator, website, you know, creators, mm-hmm. uh, and fans, their listeners and their supporters... We're all going to gather together at the Marriott Grand Marquis that's right by the San Diego Convention Center where Comic-Con is going on. Mm-hmm. On Saturday the 21st, at the pool, by the Tiki Lounge, I guess, the Tiki Bar. Tiki, 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 Tiki Room at the Tiki, Tiki. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. Ouch. And um, that wasn't very good. So, um, yeah. So, anyway, we're going to gather around there. And you guys are invited. If you're going to be at Comic-Con you're li- and you're listening to this podcast... Um, this is your invitation. He told us we could open it up to our fo- listeners and our Twitter followers, cool. and we'd love to meet you. And you can meet some of the other great Star Wars creators yeah. that are positive. And the whole goal behind this, this is why I love it, and this is why I'm excited that we get to be a part of this. Are you paying attention over there, BB Nate? Yes. You look like you're falling asleep over I wasn't. there. I mean, it's Friday afternoon. You're tired. I'm not tired. Right. It's just... I felt a great disturbance in the force. Yeah, I know. I did too. So okay. Um, so basically we're going to get together and we're going to show Star Wars fandom that it's not a 90s radio shock jock ratings grab uh, being a podcaster or a YouTube creator or a Star Wars creator. The goal is for us to just get together and celebrate things, something that we love and hang called out. Star Wars and hang out and encourage each other to listen to each other's shows, watch each other's videos, uh, go to each other's websites, our fans to do the same thing. True. Because when Star Wars fans come together around what they love, this is awesome. It's, it's like what Rose said 
at the end of the Last Jedi. What did she? What did she say? So, oh my gosh, I'm forgetting. See, he's quote. blanking it. Sam's been working at Chick Fil A all day, um, so he's he's a little tired. He's so. like, um, this is how we win, not by fighting what we hate, but. Uh, saving what we love or something yeah, like that. Yeah, very good. Hey, yeah. I pulled through. Yeah. And I'm done for the night. All, All right. right. Yeah, that's about as much as you're going to get out of Sam with the hut tonight. <laughs> so, um, anyway, yeah, so you're invited. So, Saturday the 21st, if you're going to be at Comic Con in San Diego, um, six, at the six, from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., um, at the uh, Marriott Grand Marquis, which is right by the convention center, at the Tiki Pool Lounge. Lounge. I'm not going to sing that again. So, yeah, it's really stuck in my head. Though. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. I'm excited to meet the other guys and and he like reached out to us. You know, it was awesome. We didn't. We didn't. It's really cool him to be in invited. Way, yeah, right. Invited he completely him. straight up invited us. So that was, we were like we were like super honored right now. Absolutely, so cool. to be a part of that. That's yeah, great. So that's awesome. So this is the part where we spend sixty seconds in utter silence again. We did this a few weeks ago. Oh yeah. So I got a bad feeling about this. I'm a little a little concerned right now. I'm, I'm wondering if we maybe dropped the ball last week with having Master Mom on the show. Oh. Because Master Mom was on the show and we didn't get any reviews. Well, actually, I think that we did. So here's what I'm looking at. I'm seeing reviews and ratings starting to pop up. But I'm not... Or the, the star ratings. Go but on. I'm not seeing the... Any comments. Comments in the reviews. So it may take a few more days. I know there are some of you that listened to the podcast last week that tweeted to us that you were going to review it this week and that you had reviewed it this week. So my understanding is that it's just taking a few days for the reviews to show up. We're going to trust that. But this is why we're going to ask you guys. We've got goals. We've got very specific goals for this podcast. One of those goals is to get to a certain number, and we're not going to talk about it the big number yet, because we're just going to go little by little, inch by inch, step by step. I should start singing that song, too. No, please don't. No, 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 no. no. Yeah, so... Anyway, um, what we're going to do is we are encouraging you guys to give us ratings and reviews on iTunes specifically because it helps people find us. About 80% of podcasts, um, people that listen to podcasts use iTunes. So that's why we always encourage that. Um, And it just helps with all the other services too because most of the other services pull from the feed that goes to iTunes. So when you review us and rate us on iTunes, even if you don't necessarily use iTunes to listen to our show, when you review us and rate us on it, it helps other people find the show. So um, we have a goal of getting to a certain number by Star Wars Celebration. It's an ambitious goal. True. Um, but for us to do that, we need to get to 35 reviews this coming week. So we're at 30 right now. Um, so if we could have five of you, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, go to your iTunes account or whatever service that you use. We're fine with whatever service. And rate and review us, it would mean a great deal to us. So, yeah. What do you think about that, BB? Nate, you haven't said much of this show. No, I haven't. But we really need them. And we, to be honest, I forget our ambitious goal. I know. I'm keeping it to myself because when I said it in the car to you guys. Oh, I remember it. You guys thought I was crazy. So you Wasn't it? No. But we're on pace if we can get 35, a total of 35 this week. So, we're doing good. So, cool. anyway, yeah. All right. You guys ready to get into this week's podcast poll results? Let's do it. Are you brainless? I never ask that question until after I've done it. What?
I guess I should have read our, our podcast. I was I am I talking? Is yeah. this thing on? Who talked first? You that's kind of what first, I, I talked first. Yeah, I guess that's what I'm you doing. You don't have a sound. You don't have a sound effect for that. I used to. We need that. one. I know. I need that one. I don't. I don't have enough slots on my sound. We need to get like a mixer. We should. Not that kind of mixer. That'd be like kind of cool. A anyway. turntable. Yeah, like at the end of the podcast, we have a little segment where we start DJing or whatever. Yeah. Well, your initials are DJ and my initials are DJ. Yes, we're like already. Qualified. But that doesn't mean don't join, and we're not the DJ from. I'm confused. I'm so confused. What are we talking about? Okay. Variety is reporting. This is last week's poll. Variety is reporting that Carrie Russell is joining the cast of Star Wars Episode Nine. According to the article, the role calls for heavy action fight scenes. Heavy action, heavy action, heavy fight scenes. That's what it said. So, who do you think Russell will be playing? All right, you guys ready for the, the idea here? What did, what did you guys think? We had four choices. A brand new character, a Legends character, raised mommy, and bold predictions. Well, while I would have liked it to be like Mara Jade or whatever, I figured it was just going to be some new character. So you like, thought it was a brand new character? Yeah, like um, Haldo or something like that. Like Haldo was in the last Yeah, time. that's what I was meaning. Okay. All right, what about you, BB Nate? Um, I want it to be Mara Jade. Because that'd be a little bit of a cool thing to add in. Um, not many people would know, but... Well, a lot more than I think than, than I think we realize. I mean, I, a lot of Star Wars fans would be pretty excited about that. People were excited about Thrawn when he came into Rebels and the yeah. novel was announced. So maybe they could do that with this. But you think it's going to be a different character or what? Brand new character? I, I, I still think it's going to be Mara Jade. It's just, I think it's going to be a very slim chance. So how can you think it's Mara? So you want it to be Mara Jade, but it's a slim chance. Yes, it's a slim chance. Okay. I feel right. like it. Well, 6% gave a bold prediction. We're going to read three of those here in a second. All right. We'll come back to that one. Uh, 8% of you uh, voted for Ray's mommy. And so I, I'm pretty sure um, that's a hopeful thing. Right. Uh, I'm not that's sure. not how the force works. Well, I mean, you never know. Kylo could have been lying. It's not like a, a Sith has ever lied, by the way, in a Star Wars movie. Right. So, Sith, No, they haven't. Wait. Everything that, that the Sith have said. And remember like Count Dooku in Attack of the Clones when he's got Obi-Wan in prison and he's telling him the plot of the Emperor and Darth yeah. Sidious? He's telling the exact truth in that entire sequence. That every time a Sith tells something to a Jedi, he tells the truth. It's the Jedi that lied. No Obi Wan lied. No wonder Anakin had trust issues. Yeah, exactly. So maybe, maybe I don't know. We'll see. Maybe that. Anakin was. But right. he's technically not a Sith, though. Well, he's a Knight of Ren. There you go. That's the loophole that we're roundabouts. Yep. All right. So eight percent said Ray's mommy. Twelve percent were kind of like you guys. Thought it might be Ray, uh, a Legends character, similar to like Mara. You know what's cool? What's cool? I'm twelve. I guess that. It's a connection, oh, you think man. That that's not a coincidence. And we talked about being DJs earlier. And that's our initials. So there's another connection. All right. Anyway. Um, and 74% of you. Wow. 74% said brand new character. So This is not going to go the way you think. Well, Luke, I think, wants it to be Mara Jade because he's lonely. <laughs> he wants it to be his wife. So. All right. So. All right, well, let's read some of the uh, bold, bold predictions. predictions. We had a few of them. I picked three. I.A. Gossentias. Gossentias. At senior... At, 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 sen, at senior... Gossentias. 
It's at SR underscore Santias. This is what he said. Mara Jade, but no. This was a bold prediction, right? Mara Jade, but no, she will not be Luke's wife or Ray's mother. She will be the other apprentice, Snowcat. Now, do you guys, are, are you familiar... Uh, this isn't sounding familiar. With what's going on with that? Was this in the last Jedi novelization? I believe it was. I got was. a bad feeling about yeah, this. I, I believe it was the last Jedi novelization. The last In the novelization, Snow talks about a previous apprentice that he had before Kylo, Kylo Ren. And so some have speculated that they're going to follow that Mara Jade idea. So you guys, are, are you familiar with much about other than Mara Jade was this Jedi that no, became really. or like Force user that was Luke's wife? No. I, I heard she was a Sith assassin of Darth Vader's. Of the Emperor's. She of was the called Emperor's. the Emperor's right hand. Dang. And found Luke and married him. I don't really Well, she, she became she became good, but she was like the Emperor. She, think the Inquisitor. Okay. This is the way I would describe Mara Jade. The way that the new canon has in has handled Darth Vader in the comics like, as like the one that's leading this uh, the Inquisitors and those against uh, the Jedi yeah. the Jedi Assassin yeah. type thing that's basically what Mara Jade was in the Legends oh. but then she after the Emperor is destroyed and all this she goes off to hunt Luke and I don't remember what happens it's a, it's a little bit blurry to me because it's been so long since I've read, read the uh, Heir to the Empire books and stuff but oh, was the, uh, the Thrawn Trilogy she's a big part of the Thrawn trilogy I mean, she goes on after that but she's a big part of the Thrawn trilogy um, she comes and actually ends up uh, falling in love with Luke at some point so huh. like, she becomes good again so anyway yeah that's an interesting idea do you, think, do you think that she might be like they may be going down that path and making her an appre- the Snoke's previous apprentice what do you think about that BB Nate uh, it would be a little weird because wouldn't she be very very old if she was Snoke's other apprentice well no because Snoke we don't know how long Snoke had it. Mm, no, Kylo's really, only been Kylo's only been his apprentice for three or four years, probably. Well, they would really have to give some backstory for Mara, and that's why some people are really concerned with the idea of bringing in a character yeah. like that. Yeah, because then you have to develop this massive backstory, and that backstory's got to make the Legends fans happy. Which, let's be honest, for a lot of the Legends fans, their thought process when it comes to Everything that they retcon into from Legends into canon, this is what they think. Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. Yeah, they don't like it very much. They think it was a mistake. So anyway, were you going to say BB Nate? Um, Luke's going to explain it in the movie. Another force back, another flashback sequence, whatever. He's going to tell somebody what? He's going to tell Rey. Luke's dead. No, we're going to find out that she has a connection with Luke through the forest after he's died. So he's going to like force ghost it? Yeah, he's going to okay. force ghost it. And she's going to be like, who the heck is this person? And he's going to be like, and he's going to talk about it. Okay. What about you, Sammy? I, I, I still it? think it's probably a new character. Maybe just on Ice of Brand or something like that. Okay. Well, Space and Stuff. That's <laughs> your, their name. I like that. I love it. At IS, it's I Spaceships FTW. Mm-hmm. So I Spaceships for the win? For the win. For the win? Okay. Ice spaceships for... Yeah. Action heavy fight scene equals a night of Ren. Whoa. So it was a question mark. Like he's suggesting it, but not like thinking it's certain, like a question. Action heavy fight scenes equals a night of Ren. One of Luke's pupils from the Jedi Academy who went with Kylo. 
Because that would be no, you, you, awesome. What would you guys think about that? You you can't say cuz like that. You gotta say it's cuz. It's it's cuz. Nah. No, it's cuz. It was two z's. Yeah, so, it's cuz. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think about that idea? Like a knight of Ren? Uh, that, that's closer to what I'm, I'm thinking about. Sort of like one of the leaders of the Knights of Ren. Do you think she's going to like come up and try to take Ray, uh, Kylo's spot? I think Kylo's going to call his old buddies and use them as his, for lack of a better term, Praetorian guards. Hmm. That'd be interesting. What about you, BB Nate? Um, people have been asking for the Knights of Ren. They referenced it. Yeah, I think it'd be a bad move if they didn't put them in the new movie. Oh, I think they'll be in the new we, movie. We this is a J.J. Abrams movie, and he was the one that brought the Knights of Ren to the table. I think he wants to tell their story. So, I'm, I'm thinking. I, I can tell. I can see I, the smoke coming out your ears I right now. I think that there's a theory developing in my head. Okay, go for it. So we saw. Wait, 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 wait! Everybody, stop. Nate, BB, Nate has a theory. <laughs> Okay, so we went through a whole weird, she touched the lightsaber and she got weird visions and stuff. That whole sequence. Um, we did see the Knights of Ren. We did, in, that, in the Force back, they called it. Yes, in the, in the Force back. But there were some that were in the back, they were in the past, some were in the present, and there may be in the future. Those might be the Knights of Ren on Octu. Well, then, if that's the case... Oh. Well, I see what you're saying. But I, it, I'm pretty sure that when you look back at the scenes in The Last Jedi with Luke um, and after the destruction of the temple, you can see the bodies there. And yeah. then you see the bodies in the and, same and way in, in The Force Awakens Force Back. Yeah, and Kylo Ren's wearing a mask. That's the other part, yeah. Kylo Ren's wearing a mask. He doesn't have a mask. So he's going to rebuild his mask? Yeah. I don't think he's <laughs> rebuilding his mask. Why? Because the fangirls want to see Adam Driver's pretty little face and his beefcake. And if he's working out, <laughs> if he's working out like like uh, John Boyega... He might have another oh service kind of... Oh, my I felt a great disturbance in the force. Yeah, like every time he takes a step, the whole building shakes if he's that he's working out that much. I mean, the girls are going to be like freaking out. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, we have one more bold prediction. Fernando Chavarria. He was on the show last week. He retweeted about... He's he's a smart guy. You should follow him. The Slayfer. Remember? At the Slayfer. S-L-A-Y-Fer. F-E-R. Not for like like a coat where you kill an animal. Because we don't want you to have to go kill animals for coats. Okay. Um, All right. Anyway, this is what he said. I like this one. I think, and this is a stretch and very wishful thinking, that she will be the acolyte of the beyond, Kaiza, K-I-Z-A. A Pantoran, that's the planet she was from, and the, the species that she is. From what the Pantoran look like again? I don't know. Why don't you look it up? I don't Sounds know. Sounds familiar. I don't, I don't know. All right. Pantoran. I'll, 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 read, I'll read the rest of it. All right. Go for it. A Pantoran from the aftermath. Pantoran. A Pantoran. A Pantoran from the group. From the aftermath novels, except she's now a senior member of the Knights of Ren and still wears Viserys Exim Pan Viceroy Exim Panchard's mask. So she killed Viceroy and uh, Exim Panchard's uh, mask. She or she killed him and stole his mask in the aftermath novels. 
So the Aftermath novels have the main storyline with Nora Wexley, Snaps Wexley, um, and some of these others that are in there. Uh, Bones, which is a refigure, a repurposed, uh, reprogrammed. Uh, oh, the uh, yeah, droid. battle droid. Yeah, boy, droid. That's awesome. yeah, he was awesome. And so, but then they have those um, uh, interludes, those little small sections, like short stories that are throughout. And that's where we get the Jar Jar Binks is a clown on Naboo uh, yeah. that nobody likes and makes fun of all the time. And then he befriends a, a child with disabilities that nobody liked and they become right. close friends. That's one of those stories. One of the stories, a uh, storyline in all three of the books is this idea of the acolytes of the beyond. Is that what they call? Yes. Acolytes of the beyond. One of them was this Kaiser character who ends up becoming an acolyte of the beyond and then later kills Viceroy X and Panchard and takes his mask. So our friend Fernando thinks, and the, and the, the Pantorans are basically, they look a lot, they look similar to the Chess. And oh, remember, yeah. that's one of the in the Thrawn novel. He he was wearing sunglasses or something, and they said, "Oh, that's a good disguise. You just look like a Pantoran." Right. So he's usually mistaken for that. So, what do you think about this idea? Could they be bringing? Here's where I think it's interesting from Fernando. The idea that people have had since the aftermath novels take place, like during the time of the Battle of Jakku. So we're talking twenty years, thirty years earlier in the story. Mm-hmm. That she that that group that of the acolytes of the beyond become the knights of Ren um, later on, hmm. and they're like obsessed with Vader, like like um, uh, Kylo Ren is. They're obsessed oh, with getting yeah. a red light a Sith lightsaber. They're looking for Darth Vader's mask. Emo goth group or something. Well, well, yeah. Anyway, so the idea is uh, that she could be. One of those acolytes of Beyond that has now grown up, and she would be a Knight of Ren. That's actually that that character. What would you think about that, Baby Nate? Um, it sounds interesting. It's already canon. The timelines would be right. Oh, the um, timeline would be right. The age of the character matches perfectly with Carrie Russell's age. I think the only problem is is what Nathan sort of what Nathan was saying earlier. That takes. That's going to take even more backstory to go into to be able to explain. You know? This is the problem with this third movie. It's, there's so much backstory to try to tie everything together that we aren't going to get. So we'll have to see. Maybe they'll do some... some... Maybe, maybe they should do like what Lion King did. Like Lion King like, one and a half. Oh, like, Let me see. Yeah, like no. Lion King no. one and a half, but this time it's going to be... Oh, that'd be cool. Maybe Star they can do a eight. Star Wars eight and a half. Yeah. That'll come out like in the TV streaming no, service no. like six months yeah. early yeah oh I'd be okay with that me too right. what if it was more like the holiday I want to go home and rethink my life oh man that's right. he doesn't like that idea so. alright cool alright All right. that was that week's podcast poll of the week right. fun let's oh, do this I'm not supposed to look at this don't look at this next page I'm not looking right. at it alright so here we go Ben Solo's uncle is coming to straighten things out in episode 9 crazy uncle George is looking in Ireland for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Luke Skywalker shaved. It's time for hot takes. This is where the fun begins. Well, you want the bad news or the really bad news? Impressive. Every word in that sentence was wrong. All right, so here we go. Billy D. Williams is returning to a galaxy far, far away. The actor what? who famously played the galactic gambler Lando Calrissian 
will reprise the role. This is from The Hollywood Reporter. Mm-hmm. will reprise the role for Star Wars Episode Nine, the next Star Wars installment from Lucasfilm. Chatter about Williams joining the production, which is set to begin later this summer, increased in recent days. We talked about it last week a little bit. After the actor bowed out of an upcoming sci-fi and pop culture convention, but this is one thing we didn't talk about last time, citing a conflict with a movie schedule. Interesting. Mm. Sources confirmed that the, to the Hollywood Reporter that Williams will indeed be returning to the Star Wars fam, film franchise for the first time since the 1983's Return of the Jedi. Wow. The Lando Calrissian character made his suave debut. Suave debut. In 1980's The Empire Strikes Back. All right, Samuel LaHutt, what do you think? Uncle Lando. Actually, in the book, I was just reading it last night, last shot. There's a scene where he uh, sees he's, uh, Lando, Ben Kenobi, uh-huh. or Ben Kenobi, good word, Ben Solo, uh-huh. sees Lando on hollow, uh-huh. uh, uh, hollow communication, yeah, and he calls him Uncle Lando, he's like two. So anyway. uh, what do you think about this idea? Well, I think it only makes sense. You don't have Han, can't do Leia, Luke's dead even if he has a force do you ghost, think that a force ghost luke that's a, that's one with the force light side character can now interact with a dark side character in the real life do you think that that could be the case yes i think he's gonna haunt kylo literally i just hit but my elbow. um i just hit my elbow on your chair dude and it really hurt okay anyway uh but i mean as i was saying i feel like you kind of have to have lando because he's like the only other main original trilogy guy to have him there and he knows Kylo and you know he's been part of the rebellion and stuff so it just makes sense okay what about you BB Nate ah I'm a little bit thinking he's old he older is older than old. Han he's Solo he's old dude yeah I wonder how old he is so yeah keep going um they can have heavy action sequences like Han Solo or Chewbacca choking him or Han Solo punching yeah, him in the face. Yeah, you choke him and he may not live for much him. longer. Yeah. You know, today is Harrison Ford's birthday. Really? Happy He's birthday! He's years old. Wow. Today. How is he going to film Indiana Jones 5? Billy D. Williams right now is 81 years old. That's a... I mean, Dang. that's... That's like... Old. Older. For sure. Aged. Yeah. Like, your grandmother's not that old. I'm going to keep my, my comments to myself. All right, she listens to the podcast. She does listen to the podcast. Hi, Mom. I love you. You're, my, you're the best. So, anyway. <laughs> and not even, not even my mom listens to this podcast. I know. She, she was on it and she didn't listen to it. This thing says that James... Well, so what do you think about the idea of... Is it, what's the role that they're going to have for Lando Calrissian in, in Lando's the movie? Ga- this, this would be so underwhelming. Underwhelming. If Lando redeemed Kylo. That would be kind of lame. I think it's. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think that they had a plan for Leia to be part of the redemption of Kylo Ren in this movie that they obviously can't do because yeah, Leia yeah. can't be a part of the I, movie the same way. So they had to create it. They had to bring into a character that. Um, is going to have a, from what I'm reading, is going to have a major role. Billy D. Williams is having a major role in this movie. Well, we know that Carrie Fisher was going to have a major role in Episode Nine. It was going to be her movie, just like Luke's was The Last Jedi and Han's was The Force Awakens. Yeah. So 
it was supposed to be Princess Leia or General Leia or whatever she wants to call herself this week. Um, call <laughs> what, Carrie Poppins. Carrie po- No, that's not. We don't do that. So anyway, yeah, we, we do sometimes actually. But anyway, um, she was going to be this. It was going to be her movie. Well, it can't be anymore. So now it's. I think it's Lando Calrissian's movie. I think that they've been. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if that's one of the reasons that they. I've created so much of that character in the last shot book. They're doing the comic series right now. Um, They're doing all these things to reintroduce that character into the Star Wars fans conscience at this point. Uh, So consciousness, I guess is the word I'm looking for so that they're prepared for Lando to be the one that redeems, uh, helps redeem Ben. Do you think that that's what Uh, they they are bringing him in a lot of stuff? Uh, I think Lando's going to show up for Leia's funeral. Well, yeah. And that's how he's going to be first introduced to the movie. And then tons of stuff. We don't know quite yet, but I'm pretty sure he's going to show up to Leia's funeral. Oh, I think. At the opening. Yeah. On, the bat- on Yavin 4, yeah. right? On Yavin yeah. 4 in the opening sequence. After the opening crawl. After yeah. the opening crawl when they start with the princess yeah. thing. Yeah. I was listening to the princess's theme today from the original soundtrack on my phone when I was at the office. I was listening to it. Oh, so good. All right, next thing. Uh, Kenobi movie rumored to begin filming in April 2019 at Crazy Uncle George is scouting locations. Mm. The Belfast Telegraph, amidst a series of other reports about movies that were coming to the area to film, casually mentioned that Lucasfilm is shooting the Obi-Wan movie there next year with Ewan McGregor reprising his role from the prequel trilogy. Uh, if it's anyone other than Ewan McGregor, people are going to be Well, I think... But, but that's... You know, we. I think that if we get a Kenobi movie, it's Ewan McGregor. I don't think there's... And he said that he would yeah, do it. So. But the report even specified that the movie would play, take place during Obi-Wan's years in exile, which again follows... The idea that we've had that period between episode three and the twin sons moment on uh, Rebels. True. That's what I think. The same newspaper reported George Lucas visited the area earlier this year to scout locations for the movie and personally sign off on them. Is George coming back? That doesn't... Uncle Uncle George? This is a big, big deal if this is true. This doesn't sound likely given that Lucas has been largely hands-off since selling the franchise to Disney. Remember, one of the reasons Lucas did that was because he didn't want to direct any more Star Wars movies. The paper is reporting production of the film will begin in April of 2019. BB Nate, go. You've okay. got your hand up like you're in school or something. Uh, uh, go. Come okay, on, go. so we had the Darth Maul in Solo and... Uh-huh. Some people didn't know that he was still alive because they didn't watch the animated series, but it was a nice thing to put in there because it was a little fun. Okay. Are they going to lead it up to where we see in the Twin Sons episode, he sees, ah, oh, there's a kid stranded, and then we it cuts. Oh, you think they're going to end it? Right there. And so they just right give, they just give the Rebels fans a little, like, a little bit love, love, and then they end it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to bring him back in that way. I think that if they, if they made a Kenobi movie with Ewan McGregor and had Maul in that movie, but they don't, there's not a confrontation between Kenobi and Maul, mm. that people would lose their cookies. Yeah, um, all over the place. They it's, want it's, to see this. You can't have that because it's very clear in the co- timeline that they haven't seen each other. That Maul doesn't know. 
Kenobi is on that planet until the Rebel seen, season. Yeah, and they haven't seen each other for a long time. Years and years and years. Exactly. Just like I don't think you can have... There's people that have speculated that if a Kenobi movie came, they'd bring in Darth Vader and there's a battle between them. That cannot happen. You cannot do that. Because when you get to A New Hope and they see each other on the Death Star, the last time we met, you were the master and I, you know, I was the apprentice, now I am the master and that kind of thing. It doesn't make sense. You're retconning and you're making problems with the continuity that don't work. The last time Kenobi met Vader was at Mustafar when he was just turned Vader after yeah. his, after Anakin. No yeah. suit or anything. And they don't see each other again till the Death Star. You can't change that. Just like the last time um, we see... Kenobi and Maul battle is in the Clone Wars series, and the next time they meet each other again is in Star Wars Rebels. Samuel, what do you think about the idea of a Kenobi movie uh, possibly getting uh, filmed starting April? Well, it's it's only a matter of time. With as much um, conversation and stuff that's going on about it from fans saying we need a Kenobi movie, and you know, there's like memes about it, and it's like eight actors who could play Kenobi in the, uh, the upcoming film or whatever, and it's just got like eight different pictures of Ian McGregor or whatever. You know, it's happening, and fans really want it to happen. I'd be more surprised if George did it. Um, I was listening to, um, I think it was Steel Wars this morning, or no, not Steel no, Wars, not Steel it was Wars. Uh, Full of Sith. Full of Sith, Sith yeah. And um, they were talking like, I, I kind of. Wish we could see another movie directed by George. And part of me is like, yeah, that would be cool. You know, because it's George Lucas bringing, you know, coming back to do a Star Wars movie. But also, I'm a little hesitant with what with the prequels and things. Um, and, and as much as fans want this movie and are building up this movie in their heads, I feel like if it's. Um, anything less than stellar, um, it's it's gonna. I think it'll be the final push or whatever that that knocks us over, knocks Star Wars over the edge because they didn't like Last Jedi, they didn't watch Solo. Then you give them the, the Kenobi movie, the movie they've been asking for for ever since the prequels came yeah. out, um, and it's not what they want, like not absolutely stellar. It's 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 gonna hurt a lot. BBNA, what do you want to say? So George Lucas does have a relationship with you, McGregor, um, and we knew that the main problem with the prequels was the writing. The script writing, it was not script. the story. Itself. Yeah, yeah. Just the script writing was terrible. Yeah, the dialogue um, wasn't good. The directing so of it wasn't who good. Who did that? Was it George? George worked with screenwriters to write it, yeah. and then he directed it. So he, why don't we get John? Why doesn't he get John Kasdan? To help him write it. Well, I think that the Kazdans could be involved. Here's what I would say. You're, you're hitting on exactly what I think would be my dream scenario for a Kenobi movie. First of all, we've said it from the beginning. Has to be Ewan McGregor. Has to take place in the period between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. Right. We've got to do that. So we've got that going. Okay, so you've got to have Ewan McGregor. Now, I think George Lucas... And if you disagree with me on this, then okay. you know, I think you that you, you're making a big mistake with that. George Lucas is an amazing storyteller. 
we have this universe, this storyline, because he is an amazing story yeah. teller. I was listening to uh, Full Sith this morning, and they were talking about that. And and the way he he wrote it... Well, it was that like, Leonard Malton interview. Yeah. yeah. And the way he wrote it, he wrote it in acts, like um, a play or something. And, you know, first the heroes win, then the, you put them in their hardest situation they could ever be in, and then which they is the rise back act, up to the which top. Which is the Empire Strikes right. Back. And then, they, and then they come back to the top and win again. And it's beautiful story writing. I, I, I can't argue with the fact that he's a great story writer. Absolutely. Um, and prequels, it showed the fall and rise of Anakin. I, can't, I, I don't want to go into the details of that either, but it's... If you could sit back and look at the story, it's Anakin... Turned to the dark side because he loved too much. And the Jedi I'm, wouldn't let him love. Okay, so we'll come back to that a little but bit later. I'm just saying, he's an amazing story writer. Absolutely. He just doesn't know how to put it onto the screen. And he's and he gets bored with directing actors. He yeah. loves directing big scenes. He loves directing the special effects. He loves the story. Yeah. He gets bored with the directing actors. Yeah. Okay? But he's an amazing storyteller. And I think... That George Lucas is in love with the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi. He's done six movies with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Because he comes back as a force ghost in both Empire and Return of the Jedi. He's in all three of the prequels. He's one of the main characters in the prequels. I think he's in love with the character. I think he's written a backstory for Obi-Wan Kenobi on Tatooine. Yeah, and I think it's a story he'd love to tell because if you remember in that same interview you were listening to the Leonard Malton interview yes. that was on Full of Sith this week, Leonard Malton he tells Leonard Malton that the prequels were the backstory he wrote in order to put all the characters where they needed to be so he could tell yeah. a New Hope, Empire, Return of the Jedi. So if he's that busy writing backstories, I'm not surprised if he has a backstory already written for Kenobi about what he's been doing on Tatooine for those. 20 years okay so he's there he's got a story so here's what I would love BB Nate you hit the nail on the head with this I would love to see him take the Kasdans bring them in to write the script for the story that he wants to tell about Obi-Wan Kenobi because he's got the story he just needs someone to put it in on the screen right yeah I don't think he wants to direct no I think he would love to tell this story so he gets a story, a story, a screenplay credit with the Kazans. Mm-hmm. He gets an executive producer credit on the movie, mm-hmm. and then they bring in. Here's what I'm hoping for. On the heat, he, remember who? Do you guys remember who he originally picked and asked? Steven Spielberg. No. Uh, who he originally picked and asked to, to direct the Phantom Menace? Do you? Ron Howard. I oh, think. Yeah. Bingo, BB Nate. Boom. I was thinking the same thing to be honest. You have. George Lucas helped write the story with the Kasdans, and then you have Ron Howard on the heels of the solo movie, handpicked by by George Lucas for the last story, the last Star Wars movie that he's involved in, to direct that movie. With I feel like McGregor. that's like the dream team. It's the dream team. It would be amazing. That, that would fulfill. Everybody and all the fans that have been like, bring George Lucas back, they bring did. George Lucas back. Yeah. You get George Lucas back. I think it's and I think here's the other thing. I think the fans have boycotted Solo, not the crazy ones that are boycotting because they're like 
so far gone, they're never coming back to Star Wars. But the ones that were just sort of, you've talked to them, I've talked to them, the ones that were like, I just didn't really like The Last Jedi and I haven't gone and seen Solo. Not that I don't want to see Solo, I just haven't gone to see it. Those fans come back to see this movie with Ewan McGregor, with Ron Howard directing it, and with George Lucas writing the story with the Kasdans. It's the dream team. BB Nate, what do you think about that? I definitely agree. I was thinking of Ron Howard too. That would be the perfect choice. Absolutely. Sam? Yeah, I, I mean, I, you, heard, you heard my thoughts. I completely, 100% agree. Should I, should I start a petition or something? Yeah. I mean, that's what we're supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, people Wars pledge. Um, we can get them to pledge to it. Yeah. I'm going to do it. But don't ask for any financial This is not going to go the way you think. Gosh, Grumpy Luke came back. All right. So, all right, last thing. Speaking of Grumpy Luke. Yeah. Uh, so Mark Hamill tweeted he got some special collector's edition cane from the Joker character. That some com- some company made, and they sent him a copy of it, and he took pictures and put it on Twitter. That's because it's cool. got their like the Joker face from the cartoons and stuff yeah, on, it, on yeah. the handle of the game. Yeah. There's just one problem. I got a bad feeling about this. He had shaved, and he put it up on Twitter this week. So you understand what's happening as a result of that with Twitter sphere. <laughs> what do you think that means, BB Nate? You're smiling. I, I don't know. But he I know it's going to go wrong. Good. When is the last, or excuse me, episode nine going to begin filming? Soon. Like within Soon. the next week. Yeah. Yeah. If Luke is going to be in it, it, he has to have a beard. Not as a force goes, necessarily. See, that's one theory I heard. Explain what you mean. <gasps> oh! Uh, uh, Anakin appeared as a young Anakin. Why couldn't they just appear as however they want to appear? Maybe Yoda wants to appear old. Maybe... Obi-Wan wanted to appear old, or not Obi-Wan. No, yeah, yeah Obi-Wan. Said it. Yeah, but, you know, maybe Anakin wanted to appear young. Why can't uh, Luke want to just appear clean-shaven? Okay, so Dad might be on the same track, because he's looking like he's knowing what I'm about to say. Um, so, we know, we, we kind of figured out that Anakin was young Anakin, because that's when he turned to the dark side, and that was the last form we saw for him as well. Yeah, that's when he was yes. most. He was his strongest the in the force is the theory that I've had. So his most light side moment, most in tune. We, we yeah. see in connection with the light side of the force was when he was a young Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, we see a middle aged Luke as a force ghost without a beard because that was the last time we see him as a light, and you saw he drifted away from the force. In The Last Jedi, he didn't really do anything with it. Hey, did he? Or, he was projected himself across the but galaxy. But he wasn't light. He wasn't so you think he's more he gray Jedi in that moment? He wasn't uh, light. He wasn't dark. Or they have uh, ghost shaving kits. Okay. <laughs> That's not... That's not how the Force works. <laughs> All right. So, anyway... I think it, I think what you're saying is I've heard that theory that he can come back however he wants, or that he's coming back as a younger Luke. Maybe they're going to use him as a CGI ghost because he's going to ghost it, kind of like they. You remember how they did Michael Douglas in Ant Man, the original Ant Man? Speaking of Ant Man, we haven't seen that. Michael yet. Douglas, Hank Pym, Pym, uh-huh. Pym, whatever. Pym. Oh, that uh-huh. was a good one. The first sequence, the opening sequence, the opening sequence when oh, he's when young, and he's a young oh, Hank. I- Wait, they did CGI for that. They, they, he acted the part, but they put they oh, made I didn't him look even younger. notice the CGI. Dang, that was, that was some good CGI. Exactly, and so that's the point. Maybe they're gonna do. Oh, and it'd be, be cool. easier to cover up too because he's a blue ghost. 
Exactly. And so they bring him back as a young, like, sort of the post-Return of the Jedi moment. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's wearing the black Jedi the suit that he was wearing. Or maybe the one from when he was uh, in the Battlefront 2 game. And then you get to bring back Hayden Christensen for some stuff. And they're interacting. That would be flipping off. As Force Ghosts? Yeah. That would be high. Oh, yeah. my God. And Yoda. Yeah, not Obi-Wan, though. He's yeah, doing something else. I don't know. You and McGregor could come back as a Force Ghost. Like, <laughs> hey, we're announced with the Kenobi awesome movie right now. Wouldn't was just sitting there in the Falcon, and then all the Force Ghosts oh, were there, and man. they were all just having a little party, ghost party? Yeah. And, I doubt it's going to go this way, but I would love for that That'd be cool. And then a poor Jedi just shows up right next to him. <laughs> <laughs> They asked, said that while I was taking a drink, and I think I almost spewed my drink everywhere. Oh, and that would have hurt, too. That would have, yeah. All right. So. Oh, jeez. I think that, that we are, you know, if everybody, they would just be able to calm down if they listen to our site, our web, our podcast, they would be able to calm down about all the concerns. They would be they would become one with the Force. So. Yeah. All right, BB Nate, it's up to you. Go. So this week, Charles Soul tweeted this out about the latest Vader comic. This is his tweet. He's this quoting. Is, this is his quoted tweet. Okay. Certain comics I've written over the years stick out as good work to my mind. The Swamp Thing Arcane issue, She-Hulk issue 10, Poe Dameron issue 14, Daredevil issue 25, Letter 44 issue 34. That's a tongue twister. That is a little tongue And others. And now Darth Vader issue 18, out tomorrow. So when you wrote so this, it, was ca- it came out a few days ago. Yeah, this was Tuesday. Cannot wait to hear what you think. So, here it goes, Charles. It's time for the Star Wars Comics book update with BB Nate. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. You must feel the Force around you. It's true. comics that came out this week. One was a collection of the Rogue One adaptation oh, okay, comics. Yeah. Which we didn't, the, we didn't get that one. We didn't really do that one. But the two main ones was Thrawn Part 6, the last issue in the Thrawn series. And its basic summary was the rise of the Grand Admiral reaches its climax. Thrawn at last meets his greatest enemy face to face. Will Price's final gambit to save her family succeed? And what role will Eli Vanto play in Thrawn's ultimate plan? Okay, so my understanding is we have all six issues of the yes, Thrawn. Yes, we comics. have bought all the issues. Have we read these yet? I haven't read the last. I haven't read, no, I haven't read five or six. You haven't read five or six? I don't think I have either. Well, we got to do that this week. Well, yeah. All right. So okay, so, so okay, so we'll, we will give our thoughts on that at a later date. Okay, go. But uh, okay, so I didn't really because we really. I mean, Thrawn is cool. But Star Wars is about Darth Vader, so go. So, <laughs> the second one. Thanks, nice, nice segue, Dad. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Vader, Lord of the Dark, Lord of the Sith. Oh, is that what it is? Issue eighteen, Bad Grounds. So, it's basically about it is time for Grand Moff Tarkin to repay a long-standing debt to Darth Vader, and settling what is owed will require every last bit of his cunning and will. Cost more than he ever imagined. So, what is what is he repaying? What debt is this? Do I should I know it? So, it happened earlier in a previous comic. Hold on, let's take a picture real quick. All right, 
Sorry, selfie, <laughs> live selfie during the uh, show. Live podcast. Anyway. So, there we go. Uh, it happened previously when? In the con- Darth Vader comics. Oh, okay. So, I thought it was somewhere in like the movie. We, really, like, we really don't know. So, or something. At least I don't. Um, oh, okay. So... The comic is Maybe he lent itself. him, like, double-A batteries for his lightsaber or something. And, and, and I think it happens in the Mon Cala sequence. I think uh, that there's it something... It does, happens. I yeah. think. Okay. Because that's been a big part of the Darth Vader series. Yeah. But, um, basic story recap. Um, here, I'm going to sum up um, the comic? whole comic in about four or five words. Okay, so, so spoiler alert, right? So, those four words are Tarkin running from Vader. It's basically what the whole comic is. So, uh, it was uh, um, an interesting comic. Bizarre. uh, Not not too bizarre. Did you read it yet? I know, but I've seen one picture. That picture was amazing. Did you tell me what picture? So, describe the picture, BB Nate. So, they... I forget. It's which, like the second or third frame. Yeah, it yeah. is. So hey, it's like they're so looking through these binoculars, binoculars macro type binoculars things. or something. Um, and they look and they see Darth Vader. Like pushed up on some cliff in this like yes. awesome pose. So he's in this cool pose and he doesn't have his cape, but he does have a skin around his neck. Yeah, it's like weird red looking skin. No, it's not red. It's, it's orange. Oh, uh, just through the back. Kind of like a pterodactyl. Looks kind of like skin. a pterodactyl skin or whatever. Okay, so he's got, he's so got that like tie around his neck. So Grandma Tarkin looks at it and he's like, "Dang it!" So the skin he was wearing. <laughs> he's like, "Dang it!" <laughs> so the skin he was wearing Crap. was the skin of one of the hardest, it, it, one they, of the, the hardest uh, animal to kill on, on that planet. planet. Yeah, they, they call it the apex predator of that planet. Wow. So and so everybody that gets meets up with it normally doesn't come back. And if they do, they are barely alive. And Tarkin is even afraid to hunt this. And he's yeah. a like famous for his hunting skills in the Tarkin novel yeah. and stuff. So. Okay. so and Darth Vader killed it and this is a really cool part. Without his lightsaber. He killed it and skinned it without his lightsaber. It's amazing. And <laughs> so we really see that, and then we get the backstory about how he lost his lightsaber. He was fighting, and somebody pulled his lightsaber away. Wait, and he was like fighting a Jedi or something. No, he was, he was fighting Tarkin. Tarkin. Tarkin and, and his forces. Yeah, he like got like a weird rope lasso and it just took, pulled. It killed six people in the attempt to do it. And he was like, it was worth it. That's what Tarkin <laughs> said. This is one of the. I, I, I just want to insert this comics. This issue. Is as much about understanding Tarkin as it is about Darth Vader. Yeah. Yes, and so we see that his lightsaber gets taken away, and he is angry about that. Very, very angry. <laughs> uh, so right as a person takes the lightsaber, he chokes him. No, that's that seems fair. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, he 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 force pushes a couple people force. Crushes a couple of people. Breaks arms using the force mm-hmm. in order to take. So they're Crushes. coming at him with flamethrowers, oh and he God. can't deflect the flamethrowers with the lightsaber. So he just so he just breaks it. their gun. No, with the force. So they're shooting him with the flamethrowers, and it's he and he just walking through it. He walks through. He it. just walks. It's well, his suit's built and then, for and that. And then he breaks it. Well, it's not then, like he's going to get any more burned than he's already been. And then right? we see, too later, soon, too we soon. see okay. later 
people are, there's a whole firing squad on him. Doesn't phase him. Just walks right through it. (laughs) (laughs) This this Vader series is freaking amazing. I really cannot wait for the first omnibus. And somehow lightning killed him. I didn't kill. I didn't kill him. But we know that that doesn't help him. Like that really screws him up. Like at the end of the Return of the Force Jedi, Force lightning. That's true. We, I hadn't thought about we that. We see that it really screws him up. It kills him. It turns. It affects all of the the electronics systems. and electronics, everything. Yeah. And yeah. Just you know, so, to a normal organic. It's a feeling. really good point. I hadn't thought about that. Guys. So, it's so we <laughs> we see that we're moving away from the flashback sequence, and we see that Tarkin and his like eight other people that are still alive. <laughs> He was like, at, how many did he bring it for? Like he was 30. like thirty or something like that. And, then and Vader's like, just killing them all. And he's like, these are you know justifiable. This is fun. These are just. And Tarkin is like, these are you know reasonable losses based on who we're hunting. So, <laughs> so he they're they're planning. I bet, I bet he didn't tell the uh, forces that at first. <laughs> oh yeah, I must. Have yeah, guys, go. I'm expecting about three fourths of you to die. So. <laughs> so they they plan. They go to this place to try to find. Darth Vader, and there's this character. He's a little cute. I think I don't know what the species is called, but it kind of looks like an Ugnaught, but not really. Like no, he's like a furry little bear thing. Yeah, it's kind of cute. But, like a cross between but a they call bear him, and a mole rat. They call <laughs> him hard here. I'm pretty sure, so we can hear Head him really, really well. And so he calls Darth the weird hard here dude. Calls Darth Vader Dark Demon. <laughs> um, well, yeah. If you didn't know what he was called, I'd, you know, I'd probably call him. So like that. He, they're walking through this place, and he's like, "Sir Tarkin, Dark Demon is everywhere." And he says, "Sir Tarkin." Yeah, I'm pretty sure he says like, "Hey." And so um, they get ready to attack, and he starts like picking them off one by one. Vader, like from the dark, but nobody can see him. Oh, it's like and he, and he it's looks, like a ninja. And oh he my looks gosh. transparent because you see him in a couple of the frames. Well, that's because like, he's using that that skin, which is a chameleon like creature yes. that can change his like invisibility. So he's using the skin to to do that. It's really awesome. And <laughs> and so he's running picking, across trees. It's off. really a great comic. And this was like my favorite part. And then the hard here dude is like, Sir Tarkin, uh, Dark Demon is gone. I can't hear him. They call him Dark Demon. I love that. And so, and then you see he starts attacking. And Tarkin's like, he turned off his breathing apparatus to kill us. So he's dying while he's fighting us. So Tarkin's like, he's willing to, he's slowly dying while he's killing us. (laughs) So that we won't hear him. And (laughs) it's sort of like... What he did in uh, Rogue One, he turned off his breathing apparatus just so he could give the uh, Rebel Troopers just a little bit more of a fright. Yeah, turned it back off. <laughs> <laughs> no, as he turned his lightsaber on. It was pretty cool, though. Yeah, you gotta awesome. admit, I, Vader's a bit of like a, a drama queen. Oh, he's, well, Anakin was a drama queen. I mean, like, in uh, in Rebels, he like he's coming down in, onto the uh, Sith Temple or whatever, and he's using the Force to like make his gate move. Oh, yeah. And like in Rogue One, he's turning off his breathing apparatus. Turning just off to, his lightsaber in the dark right, and stuff. Yeah. You know, I bet you inside he's like... It's like, oh, he knows yeah. how to make an entrance. He's like, right? yeah, be cool. <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> so um, he picks off... Everybody except for Tarkin, and they go on to this place called the Bad Grounds. Um, they really don't have a name for it, so they go on to it where there's always a storm happening and it's crazy. It's like the and so red they, eye and, and so they start fighting. 
Oh, I forgot to tell you, he got his lightsaber back. Um, yeah, he took it back. Yeah, he took it back. Okay, but he's starting to fight Tarkin, and how does Tarkin, Tarkin prove any threat right now? He didn't. He surrendered. Oh, he but gets he down on his knees. He like gets down on his ready. knees, and he holds his hands up like he's going to be executed. And he's like, and he's like, and that was my plan the whole time. And Tarkin? so it's like he's like. The person that's higher on the, the tallest spot. person, the tallest individual, is the one that's going to attract the lightning. And so, so, he, uh, so and he's, he's basically made he's a metal. luring him to this section the whole time. This, the, the comic starts with him talking about you have to have a plan. You don't win the victory until it sounds you a lot a like plan. something Thrawn would do. Well, yeah. So he, and well, Thrawn and Tarkin are very similar characters. Yeah, that's why they get so along so well. <laughs> exactly. So, Tar- so Tarkin is like starts the comic. Ta- the comic is told from the perspective of Tarkin. Yeah. And Tarkin is like, you do not, the, the first, the most powerful weapon you can have is a plan. Really? And then we start telling the story and then you get to the end and he drops to his knees and he's giving up his surrender. And then he was like, he basically says, and this was my plan from the very beginning. And so dark, you just see like, even though you can't see emotions on Darth Vader's You can see like, you can, like you can just like know that he's like, dang it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so... And he gets struck by lightning, and like Tarkin gets up, and he's all victorious, and he's like. And then, if you want to know what happens next, read the comic. You gotta, you got because this is a comic that's so worth buying. Go to the comic book store right now and buy this comic, even if you think you know what this story is, because we just spoiled the whole thing. There's something that happens at the end that's absolutely amazing. There's more stuff in the story that ends it, which we'll hold back. It's so good by the comic. Wouldn't you agree, BB Nate? Yes. Um, I highly recommend it. it well, BB Nate, I asked BB Nate, I texted him when I was at work today. And I'm like, did you make sure you read that comic? Because we're going to be recording tonight. And he's like, oh, I read it a few days ago. Best comic I've ever read. Wow. And- I mean, here's here, I've read, I like was into Spider-Man comics when the Venom series started, Venom's cool. first started, really? and they just I the read like thirty years the Death in the Family series for <laughs> Batman when it came out, the Death and Re- and Resurrection of Superman series. He okay? No, oh, don't tell this so story. So he had the full collection of in the like Death these of Superman special sleeves and, and, and never and opened, never opened. There the were death, ser- the Death of Superman series. Came in a black, complete, you couldn't see it, black sleeve with a Superman logo with bl- light out of blood running down it. And I had it completely sealed. And, and I had the white rebirth one with the regular seal, uh, the regular su- uh, sh- shield, Superman shield on it. And, unopened. And it got lost. And my mom sold them when I was at college. Okay. Like how, garage sale. how much did she sell them for? I don't know. I think that's right, the story right. that I remember is that she sold it. Hey. She's going to listen to this and I'm going to text tomorrow afternoon from my mom and she's going to be like, I didn't sell those. I don't know what you did with them. Oh, they're, they're probably still in my garage. Made, <laughs> oh my gosh. If they're up in like the attic or the garage, we're going to be like, Rich. <laughs> we're going to be like, okay, we're no, going. But, um, I don't know if we'd be rich, but it would be cool to have them. Again. Yeah. I bought two of every issue. So you could read one. Of the one. Death of Superman and the Rebirth of Superman. So I could read one and save the other. So anyway. Yeah. All right, cool. Okay. So All right, so what's coming out next week, BB Nate? We've um, been talking forever. So, yeah, we've been talking forever. But there are new record for me knowing. 
Um, there's six comics coming out. Six Sorry. Star Wars comics next week. Wow. So the first one, there, there's three coming out on Tuesday, and these are all collections of comics. The first one's Star Wars Volume 3. The second one is Star Wars Adventures Volume 3, Endangered. So those are like, you know, different... Those are different comics, okay. but... Um, like like omnibus-type comics. Yeah, right? so okay. these are all omnibus. Um, and Star Wars Journey to Star Wars Last Jedi, Captain Phasma. I might be getting that one. That one looks interesting. I'm interested in seeing that storyline. And so these are the um, issues on coming out Wednesday. Just the oh, so the ones these we were the talking singles. about came out on Tuesday? Come out on Tuesday? Yes. Okay. Right, those are all just collections. Those right. are collections. The these are singles. Are the, yeah, just single comics? Okay. So Darth Vader Annual 2. Technological terror. Oh, a different Darth Vader. So is, is this based off of the new? I series? think this is Dark Lord of the Sith because I, I, I don't know. There's no other Darth I Vader series. Okay, keep telling about the other ones for the new. Um, Poe Dameron issue twenty nine, The Awakening Part Four. Okay. Um, and Star Wars issue fifty one, Hope Dies. I'm excited part about two. that one because Star Wars um, Hope Dies Part One was really good. That, that Sammy hasn't read yet. Hey, it is part of. Dark Lord of the Sith? Yeah, it's a one-shot issue of the comic book series Dark Lord of the Sith. And it's written by Chuck Wendig, who wrote the Aftermath series. Oh, dang. Oh, man. Darth Vader intends for the Emperor to hold no secrets for him. For the Empire. Empire to hold no secrets for him or from him. Which means it's time to dig into the pet project of Governor Wilhulf Tarkin and Orson Krennic. The massive battle station being built on Geonosis. Opportunity arises when the project is hindered by sabotage from unknown forces. The Emperor calls on his dark enforcer to root out the source of treachery that threatens to destabilize the Empire. Oh, that's gonna happen. So is that gonna end, like, where he shows up? and No, because there's a new Darth Vader coming out. On your birthday. No, no, no. I'm saying, is the end of that comic gonna end where... He shows up in Rogue One. No, no, no. Is so we see this, um, and I don't know which one I'm gonna do for my. Okay, we're okay, gonna do so, the Darth so, Vader, and we're gonna do the Hope dies hope because dies. you know why? Whichever no you review, you review. But we're getting both. there's an, oh, here. We're gonna do special. So if you listen to this podcast, you're already gonna know. So. There's normally three comics that come out a week. Since there's six, we'll do a double review. So we'll review both of them. Awesome. An extra extended edition. Well. Ex- extended edition, yeah. All right. I guess a special edition version. Very nice. Samuel the Hutt. All right. So is there hope for the Visceral Star Wars game? Visceral is like a company. It's not like an adjective. Well, it could be Visceral. I mean, true. Like, but I had vi- visceral reactions during the show. True. For the visceral Star Wars game that seemed to have been shut down, uh, plus we may have received received a home video release date for Solo, a Star Wars show, story. I'm having a hard time today. Yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> and what do you think about the Forces of Destiny series? Um, we'll talk about it all on this week's Small Screen Stuff with me. Samuel Pokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side, Jim. My tricks gonna work on me, all the money. Be careful not to choke on your aspirations. Alright, so... Um... 
This is from ScreenRant.com. EA's highly anticipated linear single-player Star Wars game might have ended up on the chopping block. But there is still some chance that the characters from the game will show up elsewhere. This should offer some consolation to players who are really looking forward to a new title set in a galaxy far, far away. Alright, so explain. Um, you got I, some splendid to I, do. I was under the impression that Visceral was making a linear Star Wars game. Right. Um, and it was, you know, it was just going to be a single player game, no multiplayer, it's just a story uh, similar to that of The Force Unleashed. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then they got shut down, and EA took it over, and they were going to turn it into a more open world game. So it would still have a story, but it was going to be more of an open world thing. Um, I'm not sure if that means multiplayer. Uh, it could be something more along the lines of, say, like a Batman Arkham game or something like that. Um, but there may be. They they said that the creator for one of the for the visceral game said they had. I think it was like three terabytes of data just of art and concept Good art. Three. Yeah. So there, there's um, a lot of talk that some of their characters and stories and vehicles and locations and whatnot could appear in the um, open world EA game. Um, yeah. So, Nate, since you've played the Batman Arkham games and you, you sort of have that feel, what, what do you think about that? Um, that would be. It's it's difficult because one of the main aspects of the Batman Arkham games and the new Spider Man game coming out is mm-hmm. you can swing between buildings. Well, you can maybe you can fly. Use the force to jump. Or maybe or maybe use... like speeders or something like that. Yeah. I think that could. You're you're, work. you're worried about like how you travel from place. I'm, yeah, right? I'm worried about how you travel. I, I'm sure they got a solution for that. I, I'm asking for more. maybe they don't. Maybe that's why they well, haven't come out with it yet. I just. I can't really put my mind on it because those games are built for city atmospheres. They could do it on Geonosis. Um, it could Corsant. be like Destiny. It could be like Destiny, how you travel around in Destiny. I think uh, it, would, it could be that, but it also could be Coruscant. So I really don't know what it could be, but it could work. Uh, what about you? Well, I mean, I don't play enough video games to really understand what... I mean. No, uh, but I'm talking about Here's what I would say. As, as far, well, characters... I mean, that's cool. Characters are great. Um, we've seen some amazing characters in Star Wars games. You know, people are still, um, you know, begging and pleading for characters from Kodor, from Knights of the Old Republic yeah. to come back in. So those characters worked. Um, we are absolutely... Um, like obsessed with the idea of the character. What's that? I can't even remember his name. Starkiller. Starkiller. Yeah, yeah. we loved the Force Unleashed games. I so, love that game. Yeah, I mean, we love the Force Unleashed character. Uh, I versus Galen Malik. Galen Malik. That's what I was trying to remember. I knew Starkiller. I couldn't remember the other. Yeah, Galen, Galen. Galen Malik. Okay. Yeah, which Sam Witwer? Which you know, I'd love to meet Sam Witwer. <laughs> maybe Sue. Sue. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we love that character. I Versio in. Battlefront cool. 2. Um, and the other characters that were in that. There were some fun characters in that. Del yeah, Mico. Del was fun. What's the bad guy's name? I can't remember his name. Uh, anyway. But anyway. Oh, what about the... Um, the... the uh, I, forget, I forget the species name, too. What? Oh, the, little, the little green guy. Yoda? The green guy. No. Rodian? No, no, Zed. I think it was... Or I can't remember what his name was. You know who I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he was fun. I loved him. Yeah. So anyway, uh, the, he's with Lando. Yeah, and in one scene, okay, in that in the Lando Hero campaign. So anyway, I, I think that the characters, yeah, that's great. Um, as far as an open world game versus a, a single player game, 
Um, open world feels like it'd be too complicated for Star Wars, and it's too challenging uh, because the idea is to make it make these games seem canon. So how do you do that in an open world game? If it's a storyline game that's like Battlefront, the campaign with mm. excuse me without the multiplayer, it's easier to guide the story. That's so. true. All right, and then um, from comicbook.com, after less than two months of release, fans are already looking ahead to the home video release of Solo, A Star Wars Story, and its Blu-ray will likely be packed with special features. Um, while we still have to wait for an official amount announcement, one source claims that we could expect the disc's arrival on September 25th. Um, do, you, do you think that September 25th is a pretty strong... Bet? I do. Um, I think that they were releasing these uh, bits of information in uh, in tandem with some of the images from the, the Steelbook or the the stuff that's coming out oh, in, yeah, in Target like and Best Buy. So yeah, the timing is about right as far as the distance from the time yeah. the movie leaves the theaters. The only thing that disappoints me on this BB Nate is that we won't be in the country when this is released. Oh, I'll have to get it for you guys. So you can buy it. I While we're in Israel, and then send us the movies anywhere go. code, we can watch it on the flight there home. We go. Is that cool? BB Nate, whoop! We'll still yeah. have a lot more time on the flight home, though. Yeah, that's that'll cool. take up about happy mm, uh, maybe one fifth. Of I really think I want to go ahead and get the digital downloads or the digital versions of the original trilogy and the prequels Ooh, yeah. before we go. Um, Nate, since you're a movie buff, do you think that this is about right? Um. That's difficult because some movies are releasing way late for their um, home video releases. And then some of them go straight. Some of them, like, one movie, I saw it in theaters and then I went to the store and saw it on Redbox, like, maybe two weeks later. So it's really difficult to tell if if it's a high, like, a really good movie that people enjoy. They keep it in movies long, theaters, theaters longer, yeah. and take uh, takes longer to get to home video. Um, if it wasn't that good of a movie, they release it on home video quicker. So, well, you know, this one didn't do great in the box office, um, so mm, that's true. You know, I think get it to get it to the home video release sooner. I think people are going to see it. It's going to be yeah. good. Okay. All right, and then the let's get to the main topic of my section. Um, Forces of Destiny. We, we we haven't really talked about that very much lately. Um, no, we haven't. And I, I feel like that that's kind of sad because um, I, I, I recently rewatched the whole second season. Um, I don't know how the seasons or whatever work on this. It's, it's a little weird. Um, but I just recently rewatched more of the um, newer uh, episodes and I, I, was, I forgot that this was actually a pretty good series. It's a great series, um, especially more the second season. The first scene was in, was all right, but some of these newest uh, episodes are are really good. Um, Even though most of them involve non talking creatures, but well, some of them do. Like you have porgs and you have well, yeah, and stuff. but they're still good. Um, so I, w- I want to. Um, what's or, your favorite? What's your yeah, favorite episodes? Say. So my favorite episodes. Um, well, let's see. There was uh, one with just Luke and Yoda. Mm. On Dagobah, right? On Dagobah. That's and, a good one. Uh, I think he was uh, a Mark Hamill reprised his role. 
It was. It was a little weird though because it was old Luke voice, but young Luke. To, right. to be <laughs> honest, it was, it was still cool though. I was like, hey, it's Mark Hamill. So Sammy and I were watching that, and it sounded more like Joker than. Yeah, I thought more of Joker. Young. Anyway, that was cool. Um, it was a cool training moment. He he like ha- he was like running through. Um, like the uh, forest or whatever, um, or like through these trees up in the the forest or whatever, and um, Yoda's on his back and he like trips and falls and like smacks his face or whatever, you know, <laughs> that's not pretty. And then Yoda's like um, gets in this bag and he's like, "Up we go." The way upsies. he looked like it looked like the baby wanting to go upsies or whatever. <laughs> um, so he gets on his back and they're running through and like Yoda puts his our eyes or his um, hands over Luke's eyes and is like, "Do it now." And, and Luke just does it flawlessly or whatever because he, oh, he t- cool. told him or whatever. Yeah, I it, he was like, trust what you see, not what you think you see or something like that. Which is um, the whole theme of the what they're calling Volume 4. They're, you know, they released these out on Disney XD mm-hmm. as a full TV show okay. in groupings. And so Volume 4 was that. And that's the intro is from Maz on those. Yeah. That's what I watched. I watched season four okay. or volume four okay. and she does the intro and the whole theme is about um, your perception is what determines your reality. Yeah. And, if, and then if another, you don't like your reality, change your perception is what she said. Yeah. And then one other thing I wanted to touch on was um, there was one episode with uh, it was Luke and Leia and they were on Endor mm. right after the, the battle of Endor. Uh, did you watch this one? I don't remember. Uh, and basically the uh, Ewoks were like, Hey, uh, we need your help resetting the traps, right? And um, Luke and Leia were like, well, why? The Empire's gone. We, you know, we defeated them or whatever. And then this huge creature, probably about as tall as a, a AT-AT, comes up. Um, is this ringing any bells, Dad? No? No, no, okay. right now. Um, but if you don't know, this creature had appeared, and I'm not sure if it was the Ewok movie or the Ewok TV show. Or the holiday special. <laughs> well, some, something along those lines. And um, it, it was like a concept art or something. But anyway, it had been related to the Ewoks at one point. Um, and it's this huge, massive creature. Um, you know, it's, it walks on two legs, like a, a person or whatever. And, um, and they, they try to defeat it, right? So they help, you know, Luke and Leia help reset the trap and they defeat the monster or whatever. But... What I thought was cool is this helped retcon, I guess, why Ewoks were able to defeat a highly developed and well-advanced military, you know? How are they able to defeat that? Well, it's because they are able to fight off this monster. That's what they train to do, you know? That explains why they're able to destroy ATSTs and stuff. So I thought that that was really cool that they, A, brought back something from the Legends, and B, helped retcon why, you know, the the main criticism... The viciousness of the The Ewoks, main criticism yeah. for the Ewoks. That's cool. Um, all in a little Forces of Destiny episode. Yeah. So, uh, Nate, what was your favorite episode, or mm. moment, or whatever? Um, Porgs. Porgs. <laughs> all right. That's fair. Why? <laughs> No, they know. never said Turbis. They haven't yet. Well, have. they may have. It was all Chewbacca talk. There was one episode where it was all Chewbacca. He Whoa, could have said Turbis. Well, all right. What about you? I'm From what Pablo. you saw. Next time I talk to Pablo. Oh, wait, I've never talked to Pablo. Hmm. Um, I don't remember a specific episode that I liked more than the others. I mean, I thought they were all pretty good. One of the things I just remember when I was watching through these episodes, and I had him playing at work today while I was working on a spreadsheet because, you know, why not? Um, <laughs> 
um, I was noticing that my thought process and the way the, the animation and the storylines and things reminded me of watching cartoons when I was a kid. It's those, it, it felt like that. And that's not a bad thing. No, I mean no, that no, in no, a no, negative no. way. That was back when things were kind of innocent and you would watch yeah. Saturday morning cartoons and it feels like that's what they're going that's for. That's what I least. feel a lot. You know, like, um, just little things like in Rebels, you know, there's a lot of like the shooting the stormtroopers, right? Um, but in this one, no one ever gets shot or, or killed or whatever. They're usually just, you know, knocked out of the ground or, you know, thrown off a speeder or something like that, you know? And, and it is very innocent. And that's not a bad thing. That has its time and place, but also you can't do it too much. You know, you got to have some grittiness. Like Rebels... Oh, we were shocked when it was like the um, when the wolves starting attacking the uh, oh, it was in the vicious. Finale, they were about to yeah. it was vicious. Like they didn't rip anyone. There was no punctures or whatever. But what they were doing, it was it was terrifying. Yeah, us, and that know? just is a difference between 30, 40 years ago and today. Yeah, and that's okay. That's not a problem. Yeah, but I like the innocence and the simplicity of the forces of destiny. Yeah. it reminded me of watching comics yeah. when I was a kid. K- K- cartoons. So. Yeah, I agree. That's cool. Awesome. Cool. All right. Well, I just finished uh, recently, within the last week or so, uh, reading the novelization for The Last Jedi. And I've reluctantly become convinced of something. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, that I thought I'd never hear myself say. Um, I think I'm a Raylo, guys. <gasps> oh, no. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and try to convince BB Nate and Samuel the Hutt next. Rebellions are built on hope. If you live long enough, you see the same eyes in different people. I find your lack of faith disturbing. So, I uh, like don't, I said, don't do this. To me. I, I, I know. I'm, don't I'm, do it. I'm reluctant about this, but I feel like I'm going to make an argument here because I really do believe this now. After reading the last Jedi novelization, which I finished last weekend, I'm beginning. Now, this is a series of tweets. So I tweeted out a thread. So you guys don't do Twitter. Uh, the Sam and Nathan don't do Twitter because there's things on Twitter that, frankly, they don't need to see. Um, I see him pop up and I'm like, mute, block. Okay, anyway. Um, But anyway, um, I sent out a Twitter thread. So you used to just be able to do 120 characters, 140 characters. Now you can do 280 characters. But then you can also now do this thing called threading. If you start a post, you can add additional posts beneath it and they stay all connected and tweet them all out at once. Oh, okay. Okay. So I did a series of 12 tweets that were one thread Mm -hmm. that came out. And this is my explanation. So this is what I said. All right, after reading the last Jedi novelization, I'm beginning to buy into Raylo. Here's the way it will work. Okay. All right, I'm listening. Here we go. Ray and Kenobi, or Ray and Kenobi. I'm still stuck on the Kenobi thing. My you, idea you're really, so mind boggled. I really think that that Kenobi thing is the way that we should uh-huh. do it. But anyway, okay. Ray and Kylo Ren are opposites. True. Okay. Ray is a woman. I think that's important to note. Um, Kylo Ren is a man. True. Ray's parents are nobody. True. Kylo Ren's are galactic royalty. True. Okay. Ray is fully light side of the force. True. 
Kylo Ren is fully dark side. Yeah. Okay, so that's one tweet. Then the next one. In Snoke's throne room, they came together. True. Around fear, anger, and hate. They was being egged on by Snoke. Kylo Ren, this is additional commentary now. Kylo Ren clearly hated Snoke. He had been getting just emotionally abused by him the whole Mm -hmm. movie. Literally. I mean, like textbook emotional abuse um, was going on. Yeah. Okay. And what Snoke was doing to to Rey was hateful as well. Yeah. So this is the the feeling in the room, right? Mm -hmm. So this is the rest of the tweet. This led to the suffering seen in the remainder of the film. So the idea is this. Yes, Kylo Ren and Rey became a, a, you know came they, together yeah. and unified but it was based out of hatred suffering fear anger that type of thing yeah. is what happens in the throne room and what happens throughout the rest of the movie is the um the consequences of that unity mm-hmm. in the in the movie right and it what ends up happening both for the the uh, the, the the resistance and for Kylo Ren and for the first order is basic destruction. You have the holdo maneuver. You have all the ships being mm-hmm. destroyed for the resistance. You basically have a shell of both armies on crate, mm-hmm. and and they both are destroyed at this point. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, they're both pretty screwed up. Okay, so that's the result of them coming together regarding dark side concepts. Yes, say hate, suffering, fear, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. So this dark side unity. This is the next week. Was unsustainable. Mm-hmm. Okay, the force cannot be balanced through hatred. Can I add something here? Yeah, I'm gonna get a little, I guess, religious. Okay, I guess, go for whatever. it. But um, this reminds me of a series that they did in my Sunday school, basically talking about like the three. I think it was like, uh, is it three or four types of love? Anyway, I think it's three. But there's like um, um, like agape, eros, and phil- philios love, right? Okay, and um. Most relationships nowadays are through, I think it's Eros, which is just short-term, um, I guess... Self-satisfying. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, and, and hate and anger and things like that are often based around that. And a relationship built on that cannot happen. A relationship built on just philia cannot work either. But which is what kind of love is that? Uh, it's like brotherly kinship sort of, of, of a love. Just uh, friends in, in general bond, right? Um, and it, a relationship can't grow in that either. You, so you need to have um, agape love con- surrounding both, right? You got to have which is an unconditional self-sacrifice, right? Love. It's yes, and, and when you have a relationship that combines philia, eros, and then all that surrounded by agape, you have a sustainable relationship. Okay, so that's what you the, right. And and the reason why theirs didn't work was it was built off of everything short-term else. self-satisfaction. Right, so let me go back and read the yeah, tweet. The dark side unity was unsustainable. The force cannot be balanced through hatred. This was Kylo Ren's invitation to Rey after killing Snoke. Yes. Join me, come with me, but it's selfish. And we can rule yeah. together. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a bond that can't be sustained, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but, in, but the light in Rey wouldn't allow her to surrender to that hatred because she's right. good. Does right. that make sense? She just... Yeah, it's not. Part so, of are we tracking right now, BB Nate? Yes, sir. Okay. Are we, are we talking like too many Greek words? No. Okay. <laughs> but because Ray and Kylo Ren are polar opposites, it's 
like I'm thinking yin yang right now. Exactly. Like, exactly. It, very, it reminds me very much. Well, of yin yeah, yang. exactly. The force is working to bring them together for the very purpose of balancing itself. Right. So their bond and all this stuff that's going on between Ray and Kylo Ren is really about the force trying to balance itself, which both Luke, and this is commentary again, both Luke and Snoke say in The yes. Last Jedi, powerful light, powerful dark, Luke says, mm-hmm. right? I was good. I knew that the, the Snoke says I knew that the light side uh, a, a worthy balance to Red Kylo Ren would rise up. I thought it was going to be Luke. I didn't think it would be you. Yes, yeah, so but like it was that. so so that idea, right? Yeah. So they both these great force users, both dark side and light side, know that the force is going out of its way to fix itself. to try to balance itself. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Are we tracking still? I'm tracking. Yes, sir. All right. For the force to fu- to truly find balance. It cannot be through the elimination of one side or the other. Yeah, because then it just keeps rising back up. This has to be the. This has been the conflict of the Jedi and the Sith for millennia. Right. It has resulted in the very opposite of balance. Right. Because the Jedi and the dark light side, they're at war against the dark side. And they're all, the dark side is at war. The Sith are at war against the Jedi, and they're not trying to balance. They're trying to eliminate. Each yeah, other, exactly. and it's created this conflict that has existed for mm-hmm. millennia. Make sense, right? Okay. This is what Luke Skywalker came to understand in his self-imposed exile. He realized that his fear of Ben, so true, nearly caused him to murder his own nephew. Is that that's agape love? No. Is that even light side? No. But that's what the Jedi are obsessed with. They in the Dark Disciple novel, the Jedi Council enlists Quinlan Vos to partner with Asajj Ventress to assassinate Count Dooku. That's not how that's supposed. That's not. That's well, yeah. That's not how the Force works. Exactly, Han Solo and Samuel Hutt. So then, and then Yoda and Kenobi. They keep trying to get Luke to kill Vader. Yeah. And Vader, and, and Luke's like, nah. What is the one thing that Luke keeps latching on to for his father? There's still not light hatred, in him. not destroy. There's still light in him. There's still light in him. Yeah. And his love for his father, his compassion, his mercy. Yeah. For his father. Yeah. Okay. Alright. 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 Alright, so what I keep going on. This is the way of the Jedi, is what I said. Yeah. Justifiable. Death and destruction. Right. That's the way the Jedi function That's in the story. Not line. right. Okay. So, how does the Force finally come into balance? And what of the prophecy of the Chosen One? Uh-huh. Was it Luke? Was it Anakin? Is it just a myth? Okay. Here's where I go. What's up? Nothing. Okay. Hatred will never lead to balance. Only love. Mm-hmm. Remember, this this thread is about Raylo. Right. Okay? Only love will do that. This is the failure failure that Yoda realizes even at the end of episode three. It is more clearly revealed in the novelization. He tells Kenobi that the Jedi prohibition on attachment was a mistake. Yeah. What is the story of episode three? So, yeah, I think I touched on this early. It's it's basically... Anakin's trying to 
save Padme, Padme through whatever means necessary because he loves her so much. Sacrificial, self-sacrificial. He's willing to give yeah. up everything yeah. to save her. That, that's the And Yoda, in the novel especially, acknowledges we failed Anakin because yeah. he realizes what happened. Because we didn't allow him. He was the chosen one uh-huh. to bring balance to the Force, but we didn't allow him to do that because we wouldn't allow him to love Completely of himself. Uh, yeah. That's, that's what I was saying earlier. The whole story of the prequels is Anakin trying to to love and the Jedi not letting him. Exactly. And, it's, and it's, it's what I was saying is that George Lucas is an amazing storyteller. Because when you put it that way, you're like, oh my gosh, the prequels is more than about sand, you know? So, like, <laughs> so the first movie... We don't really see much of Padme and Anakin. We see more Anakin's love. (laughs) Kind of. Are you an angel? (laughs) But his love in that movie is for his mother. And what is his mother's love for him in that movie? What is she willing to do? Give up him. Right. In order for him. She gives him up to be free. Yeah. Self-sacrificial love. Yeah. All right. So... Hatred will never lead to balance. Only love will do this. Let's see. It's like what? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I read that one. So, balance. Now we're back to the balance idea. Balance will come when Ray's love, compassion, and hope in Ben compels her to extend her hand to Kylo Ren to join her. Not because of ambition, hatred, or control, but out of love. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to keep going. Ironically, this was the solution presented by Rose Tico at the Battle of Crow. Oh, yeah. Victory is never found in destroying what we hate, but in saving what we love. This is a universal truth that the Force is communicating throughout the saga. What do you guys think about this? I've got one more tweet that I'll come to in a minute. It's, it's, it's like they, the Force keeps telling them that you need to do this. This is a priority. Not fighting your enemies. Right. And it's... Uh, it's amazing how they carried it on with Rose. Her yeah. sister died. She had an unbelievable love for her sister. Mm. And she had to give that up. Because I read the Cobalt Squadron book. And it is... The relationship. The is- relationship with them. If they were in um, a bomber, the bottom gun turret... Page like the ball, turret, the ball turned at the bottom. Paige would normally sit in because that was her job. Yeah. Um, and it's so a one person. It is so small. And Rose would always find her way to climb into there to sit in her sister's lap. Yeah. It, it was... They couldn't be separated. And she had to give it up. Yeah. And then she's, she says, we're not going to win this war by... Fighting the people that we hate, we have to say, do it by saving the people we love. And she found that out after her sister died. And and, and it's almost like um, she's almost saying, "Well, we almost have to love our enemy." Yeah, I mean, I mean, I come, we come from a a Christian background, and when right. you hear that, a lot of you that are on Twitter and a lot of you that listen to this podcast, that may cause you to feel uncomfortable because yeah. we said that. And the reason that you're uncomfortable is not because of the teachings of Christ. Um, I remember Mahatma Gandhi, which you guys, I'm sure that are listening to this, most of you know who that that was. 
Um, like Gandhi? Yeah, me Gandhi. Oh, Gandhi. Okay. He said, I love your Christ. It's your Christians I don't like. <laughs> it's interesting because when I think about the story of the of the Star Wars saga and the Jedi, I see the Jedi sort of as, as the fundamental right-wing evangel- evangelical Christians that would rather tell you you're dying and going to hell than that you have a God that loves you. Yeah. And that we love you. And we care for you. You know, that's why the movie, the Mr. Rogers, we talked about it last mm-hmm. week, the Mr. Rogers documentary is so compelling to me because he's a Presbyterian minister. He is a Christian and he just wants to tell every single person he's with he loves them. Right. Not that you're wrong, you're going to hell, change your ways. You know what? I'm not right. Sam's not right. None of us do what's right when it comes to the way that we should live our lives. We're not what we should be. Right. Okay? But we want to be that. And we just want to extend love right. to the world. And we hope we do that in the way that we do our podcast. We hope we do that in the way that we do Twitter. And so when I see this story, it hasn't related to Raylo and the Jedi and all this. The Jedi I see sort of as like the religious christian community of that world that says we would rather kill you over our fundamentalist ways than it would be love you right and ray and and skywalker luke at octu is like is he goes to octu because he cannot reconcile in his heart the dogma that says i have to kill my nephew this religious um uh, passion okay okay that says i have to kill my nephew in order to save the galaxy. The galaxy. Yeah. And he realizes I cannot be that person. Mm-mm. So he goes to Octu, and while he's on Octu, he's realizing the Jedi Order has to end. This this idea or of we're right, they're wrong, the we're gonna destroy them. Or at least the old version of the Jedi. Is, it's got to end. Yeah. Right? That's what he's believing. And he teaches her those lessons. He's like, the the force doesn't belong to the Jedi, it belongs to all of us. Right. Like God is there for all of us, not right. just those of us that believe what no not to just those people that believe exactly the same way that I believe. Right. God's there for every single person listening to this podcast right. right now. And he's willing to listen to them if they just reach out to him. Right. That's my mindset. Right. Okay. It's basically what Rose Regardless of whether or not you agree with me on everything, yeah. or I agree with you. Okay? So yeah. it's the same thing with the general. The force is not for one person, it's for all of us. Right. It's one group. And, it's and for and all the same of us. for love, you know, that's what Rose is saying. Absolutely. You know, the love should extend not to, you know, the buddies in our resistance. No, it needs to extend to even the We're gonna save what we love. The bad guys. Yes, absolutely. So so this is what you know that I think this is the whole theme. It's sort of it. see the prequels focused on political dogma. Yes. Right? Almost I think so the sequels are focusing stuff. on religious dogma. And being about your religion isn't what makes you right or wrong. It's about love. It's yeah. about compassion. Yeah. So, okay, based on this, before I get to my final tweet where I sum everything up or give the climax of the idea, uh-huh. Raylo, do you think they're going down this path or not? Um, I feel like you can't go any other way. It just makes sense. Yes, I do think they're going to go down the path, even though I really don't want it. Oh, I want it now. The more I think about it, the more I'm like, that's actually, it makes sense. Don't know why I didn't want it. Just because it was probably going to make me crazy. Well, because you kind of, yeah. I mean, it was like, if it was forced and it didn't work in the story and it was just a love story. At first it was going to be, uh, yeah, it sounded like it was. 
a love story just to have a love story. Yeah, yeah. Some love but interest. They have to sum this up with them. It, I, it, there's no other way they okay. could. Yeah, so here's my final tweet. All right. And the balance will be achieved by a Skywalker. The chosen one will be the child of a redeemed Ben Solo and Ray. The dark and the light, polar opposites, will come together through their child, and a new era will begin. The child of a Skywalker will be the chosen one, and it will be birthed out of love. Ben Solo is from the Skywalker bloodline. Absolutely. So. That's it. All right. All right. <laughs> so tell us what you think about that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, that was deep. Yeah. Anyway, let's. let's well, uh, that was a and podcast on that note. real quick. Exactly. Anything else? Anything else you guys want to talk about? And it's kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Star Wars Rebels was. Uh, it was nominated for awards, uh, just nominated for awards, in Outstanding Children's Programming. Outs- I haven't had the actual ceremony yet, so we don't know yet. Yeah. Outstanding Music Composition for a Series, and Outstanding uh, Sound Editing for a Comedy or Drama Series, Half Hour, and Animation. All right. So wait, wait, it That's was awesome. just nominated for animation, or is that the uh, sound editing for the Sound animation? editing, a comedy for a drama series, half hour, and animation. And drama series, half hour, and animation. Oh, that's all one thing. Okay. Okay. So, So, yeah. yeah, That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. They're cool. Uh, Jonathan Kasdan confirms connection between Solo and Rogue One. In parentheses, two tubes uh, connects Emphis Nest and Saga. I knew it. Oh, yeah. So, you have two tubes and Solo. The reason that two tubes was put in there was to connect Emphis Nest and Saga. There's got to be a comic book. Of Emphis Nest. Okay. They have to do it. So, their little plug, um, in a couple months, I'm pretty sure it's in October, they're releasing a new series for Solo. It's Beckett, and it's about Emphis oh, Nest before so. Solo. I hope so. All right. And then the last thing was, could the world between worlds bring Luke and Han back for episode nine? Not Han. That is... No, if they go back in time through the world between worlds, oh. they could bring them back. That's a, a, a fan theory that's going. I feel like around. that'd be weird. I like just logistically how you put that in a movie. Yeah, back I don't know how the way that would look. Anyway, it'd be confusing. She yeah. did. He disappeared because he was pulled into the portal, and Whoa. Han and right. Han when he was falling, they caught him. So All we're right, gonna have no, no, no. Once you start putting this in there, you get this weird time loop thing, and every movie like that's, that's like awesome. Interstellar and stuff, and it gets right. really weird. Okay. All right. So the poll for next week, um, after that long diatribe about Raylo and love and hatred, we figured we'd just go there. Are you a Raylo believer? Yes, no, please, no, or with reservation. So that'll be the poll for next week, and we'll be right. here in a few minutes. All right, thank you so much for listening to our podcast, guys. Please subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use. Give us a rating and review. We talked about that earlier. It's so important. We can't, if you've listened all the way to the end of this, just when this is over, please just go right into the app that you're using and give us a rating and review. You have no idea how, there's a thousand plus of you that are listening every single week. If we can find five of you to just please give us a rating and review, it can make all the world of difference for us. Please do it. And then also share this with your friends, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, wherever you want to share it. If you're using the Breaker app, share it right there in the app. That would be great. Carrier Pigeon. Carrier Pigeon, yeah. Morse code? Morse code. Why not? Binary. That's it. All right. So uh, anything else you guys want to share? 
So, may the force uh, be with you. Yeah, may the force be with you. May the force be with you, always. This party's over. I like that Wookiee. Don't get technical with me. Join, please.